You're listening to Rama for Today. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always. It's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head or my hand is a part of my body. That's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason. is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I wondered about this very often if anybody else would have heard it had there been anyone else present because there wasn't anybody else present. But to me, at least to me, it was audible. To me, it was just as real as the voice of any man I ever heard in my life. Except that it came from heaven, came from above. I didn't see anybody, but I heard the voice. The voice said, Thou shalt not die, but thou shalt live. And I want you to go teach my people faith. I have taught you faith through my word. I have permitted you to go through certain experiences. And you've learned faith both through my word and by experience. Now go teach my people what I've taught you. Go teach my people faith. And immediately, faster than you can snap your fingers, the voice ceased speaking. I rose up perfectly well. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord said to me several years afterwards then, get on the radio and teach, don't preach, teach. I didn't ask him what to teach. I knew that he wanted me to primarily, not the only thing, of course, but primarily teach faith. And so we're endeavoring to fulfill that part of the ministry or the calling of God. And then in all of our crusades, every single day, we teach on the subject of faith And so, we do our call of God. We know it because of the inward witness. That's all I had. Even after I'd been in the ministry for a good many years, 14 to 15 years, just obeyed that inward witness, that inward something. And then it was that the Lord spoke to me in what I call, to me at least, the audible voice. And then again, the Lord said something else to me. When he appeared to me, the Lord Jesus Christ himself appeared to me out here at Rockwall, Texas, September the 2nd, 1950. As we were all praying around the altar together in a tent meeting, I heard a voice say three times, come up hither. I didn't even open my eyes or look, just kept praying. I don't like to be disturbed while I'm praying. So I never opened my eyes, never looked up. To tell you the real truth about it, the thought flashed through my mind, somebody's playing tricks on us. 
Because again, to me, that was an audible voice. I thought everybody heard it. I asked him later and the pastor said he didn't hear it and no one else heard it. But the fourth time, the voice said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. And when I heard that, I opened my eyes, lifted up my head, opened my eyes to look to see who's doing the talking and who they're talking to. I didn't realize anyone was speaking to me. When I opened my physical eyes, just as open as they are now, God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. You know, the spirit world is just as real as this world is. In fact, it's more real than this world is. That world was there first. Amen. I didn't see. I had my physical eyes wide open. You see, this was an open vision. I don't know whether you know it or not. I don't have time to go into it now. Maybe I can later. But there are three types of revelations and there are three types of visions. One type of vision is an open vision where with your eyes wide open, you see. Others are in the spirit. You fall into a trance, for instance. Your physical senses are suspended. Others are spiritual vision. Your eyes are shut. Now then, my eyes were open. I saw standing. I didn't see the tent. It was gone as far as I was concerned. I didn't see one single tent pole. I didn't see the pianist sitting over to one side. And that tent was full of, of folding chairs. I didn't see one folding chair. And yet my physical eyes were wide open. I didn't see the altar before the platform, nor, nor the people kneeling around it, praying, nor did I hear them. And yet all of them were praying at once, you know. I saw, standing about where the top of the tent should be, I suppose about as high as that ceiling is, something like that, I saw Jesus standing there. And I had a sensation of going right up there and standing before him. And when I did, he said, let us go up to the throne of God. And we went up and stood before the throne of God. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always, it's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head or my hand is a part of my body. That's just as much a part of me as any part of my being and always was. And that's the reason is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Then he talked to me about when I entered into the first phase of my ministry. And here's something that's important, and I want to stop for a moment to get something over. When I entered into the first phase of my ministry, he said, when you left the last church you pastored, and I had been pastoring and three years of vandalism work, 12 years of pastor. I've been in the ministry 15 years. Now get this. I've been in the ministry full time 15 years. Almost 12 years pastoral, three years evangelistic on the field, field ministry. Yet he said when you left your last church you pastored, you at that time entered into the first phase of your ministry. Now you think about that. 
be in the ministry 15 years and never even get in the first phase of what God had for me. Then Jesus said something else to me. He said, many ministers live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. You see, a lot of times we have the calling, we feel that, we sense that, we know that on the inside of us, and we just to go out to do things that others have done or others are doing without waiting on God long enough to find out what did he call me to do. See? And I thought, you know, up till then, well, it's just, you either got to be a pastor or an evangelist, you see, and so I'd been both of them, and yet by doing both of them, I never had got into the first phase of my ministry. Many ministers, he said, live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry or what I call them to do. Then he said to me, that's the reason that many ministers die prematurely, never live their full life out. Oh, we're going, to go, we're going home sometime. Don't misunderstand. We know that. But he said, you see, if you're not in the perfect will of God, then you're only in the permissive will of God. And when you're in the permissive will of God, you're where Satan can get at you or get to you. You don't have that hedge of protection around about you. Can you see that? And so he said, that's the reason many times and oftentimes some ministers have died way before the time. They, never, they lived and died and never did even get into the first phase of what I had for them. But I'll tell you, it's just so much better to get over into the perfect will of God that I never want to be anywhere else except there. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so the Lord said, at that time you entered into the first phase of your ministry. Then he spoke to me about the time when I entered into the second phase of my ministry. And then the Lord said to me, it is now time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. Now, see, I took a broad enough text where I couldn't, I'm bound to stay on track, you see. Calling, gifts, offices, and now that fourth word, ministry. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministering. See? Amen. Now, he said, it's time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And the Lord held his hands out like that toward me. And he said to me, stretch forth thine hands. And I stretched my hands out like that in front of me. And he took the finger of his right hand and he laid that finger in the palm of my right hand. And he took the same finger and laid it in the palm of my left hand. And then he said, kneel down before me. And I got on my knees. And I've always said he laid his right hand on my head, and I just really supposed that because I had my eyes shut on my knees. I felt him lay a hand on my head. I just supposed it was his right hand. But I felt the hand on my head at least. And I heard him say these words, I have called thee. Now there's a word calling again. And have anointed thee. Whatever he calls you to do, he'll anoint you to do it. Whatever he calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now, that doesn't mean you, you don't need to study. That doesn't mean you don't need to prepare yourself in many ways. But the ability to do it, he furnishes. There are some people that either haven't been called or else they're hopelessly unfaithful, one of the two. Because whatever he calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is a study guide on the subject of ministry gifts from Kenneth E. Hagen. The next item is the CD set entitled Camp Meeting Classics Volume 4. This set has four different speakers, Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, Oral Roberts, and Mark Hankins. Both of these items are for the special price of $25. That's $12.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are enrolling for Rama Bible Training College. College. Yes. yes, this fall, uh, you can. It's not too late to enroll for the fall um, session right. of Rama Bible Training College. Yeah, you can go online rbtc.org. Yes, and fill out application. Do it all. It's uh, it, you can study for pastoral ministries, student ministries. That's youth and children. You can study for itinerant, that's traveling, or world missions, or worship. Yes. Or you can just do biblical studies where you just you just study different books of the that's Bible. Right. So that's it's right. up it's up to you. However you want to do it, it's there. It's available. Tomorrow on Rama for today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. <laughs> 